Welcome back, Change Cultivators listeners. Um, we are in season five uh, of our Change Cultivators discussions, looking at a different kind of leader. We've had some fantastic guests on the show uh, this season, and today is no exception. We have a wonderful uh, lady, Shola Kay, who is an award-winning international keynote speaker and author that focuses on inclusive leadership. Shola, welcome to, to the show this morning. Thanks so much, Rosalind. It's really great to be here. Great. And Shola's joining us from the UK today, uh, my old stomping ground. So fantastic to hear the, the British accent, making me a little bit homesick there. Um, Shola, you've had a very colourful background, you know, from starting in the, the corporate space to now moving to, you know, in the, the last few years, more independent, uh, looking at an independent career, focusing on inclusive leadership and more specifically, the topic of, of empathy. And I think, you know, empathy is something everyone around the world has got very present to, particularly in the last, you know, two years with, with the pandemic and, and all the challenges that we've been going through, um, you know, around the world. So I'd love you to just tell our, our listeners a little bit about your background, why you made the switch um, and why you decided to put all your eggs into the basket of this topic. Um, which is which is empathy and inclusive leadership. Why did you think uh, that was something you wanted to devote, you know, a hundred percent of your time to? Mm, thank you for the question. And uh, like a lot of people, I started out not really knowing where I wanted to go, but just thinking, well, I need to get a corporate job and, and see what happens. And after I got my master's degree, I, I sort of studied the sciences, and I, I got a, I went to work for a small consultancy, and um, I had a, a, a manager who wasn't uh, at all inclusive. And um, I remember that I was struggling a bit in the workplace. I, it was my first job. I didn't really know what I was doing, quite honestly. And as a consultant, you're supposed to, you know, be advising people that have been in the industry for many years and you've just literally been in the job for a few months. So, um, so yeah, I wasn't kind of uh, sort of speaking up a lot in work and so on and so forth. And the first I knew that my manager was unhappy with my performance um, was when I got summoned to the managing director of the entire company I got summoned to his office uh, and I thought oh well maybe they're, they're, I'm here because they're going to get me a mentor or they're going to send me on a training course and then the MD revealed that I was being put on probation and um, I remember thinking well why on earth did my manager not say to me that this that, that we were heading in this direction unless there was some change and um, it, it turned out okay. I stayed in that role for a while, um, but I, I sort of found similar behavior in other companies as well. And it led me to start thinking about the need for more empathy uh, because there's a, a great quote from Simon Sinek, the leadership guru. And he says, we must all empathize before we criticize, ask someone what's wrong before telling them that they are wrong. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of assumptions, um, people kind of making diagnoses before they really know what's happening not even asking people what's happening for them you know what what are they experiencing and so it, it, sort of on a kind of long and winding journey this kind of led me to where I am now which is talking about inclusive leadership because I feel that even giving somebody feedback on a regular basis is an act of inclusion 
And there are many people that say they get feedback, you know, once a year or, you know, every, whenever they have a performance review, which might not even be once a year, right? Um, might be even less frequent than that. And uh, we, we hear a lot about people just being kind of blindsided with poor reviews or, uh, you know, being put on probation or disciplined or fired. And so just, just giving feedback regularly is a huge thing. So that's kind of a long answer to your question, but um, that's partly why I'm so interested in empathy and also the communication that happens around it, because I feel that communication is kind of the lubricant to make things happen. And mm -hmm. if we have a, a, some, some tips and tricks and frameworks for how we communicate, it can make a lot of problems go away or reduce them at the very least. Mm -hmm. And that, uh, you know, you, you use, a phrase the the calling in versus calling out right and uh you know that's really having a look at um you know how to align with somebody versus as you say criticize them and I think one of the things that's so important is we all have such different backgrounds right we all have different perspectives so while in your mind as you say you know somebody's wrong or you're calling them out for something it's actually uh something I think leaders uh, good leaders do well is taking a moment to stop, to pause, to observe, to look. And one of the things you um, speak out quite a lot is asking people how they feel. Um, and I think that's a scary thing for a lot of people because people don't want to talk about the emotions, right, at work. So, you know, how, how do you approach that? What have you seen in, in terms of your journey, um, you know, really getting people to, to focus on that that moment of, of, of sitting with, with your feelings as a leader and as an, as an employee. Yeah, I, I think it's such a big one. And I, I have this concept I talk about, which is the, the brittle leader. And these are typically the leaders that they want you to feel like everything's under control. They know exactly what's going on, but underneath they're this sort of seething mass of, of fear and gosh, what if they look down at me, if I get this wrong or what if this, what if that? And I think a lot of leaders feel that they've got to be perfect. They cannot reveal any sort of chink in their armor uh, because that will sort of make them vulnerable and be a weakness. And I think um, it's sort of from, from the feelings that people have around leadership, I think if people as leaders can say, it's okay to not know all the time what I'm doing, or it's okay to ask questions as opposed to make snap assumptions. Um, it's okay for this individual to have some feelings about something and for me to ask them what's going on and me to not necessarily be able to handle what they are going through because I haven't experienced it myself, but at least I can say, gosh, that must have been difficult or that, oh, sorry that happened or what's next for you. Um, so when I talk about empathy, I, a lot of it is around giving people uh, whether it's frameworks or conversation starters so that they, they feel that they are they, they don't need to run scared from feelings that they they've got some things that they can say which sound um which, which kind of open up a conversation and don't have them having to pretend that everything is handled when really that you know they they know <laughs> they know yeah. that it's not and how can any human being be expected to cover every situation and every context and every it's it's impossible yeah so Absolutely. i think yeah, the quicker people can loosen up around that, the better, really. 
And um, I'm going to ask you a bit about your involvement with Women's Week in a minute. But as we tee up to that, um, you know, as you're talking, I can't help but thinking, um, and I'm, I'm generalizing now, obviously, but do you think it's easier for women to deal with this um, this concept of, of discussing feeling and sharing feelings in the workplace than men do? Or do you think... Um, this is a, a sort of general thing. I think the pandemic's brought in a lot of um, softening in this area for for both men and women. But um, I'm, I'm thinking to myself and I'm wondering, you know, a lot of our sort of male listeners are going, well, I don't really want to spend time, too much time on feelings. That's a scary place. How, you know, how, how, what are you seeing in the in the workplace with regards to that sort of difference between male and female leaders? Mm. I'm definitely seeing that more men are embracing this now because they have to, because if you're a man and you're a leader and you're dealing with people, you've still got to manage them and, and be there for them as a sort of transformational leader rather than just the kind of transactional style leadership mm. that we saw a while ago. So um, I, th I think, yes, culturally, it, in the past, it's been seen as more acceptable for women to talk about these sorts of things. And I remember I, I was at a, a networking event years ago and I was talking to this one woman who was a consultant and um, I was talking about the fact that I focus on empathy. And she just said, oh, well, women are much better at empathy than men, aren't they? So you, you don't need to talk to us. You know, that was that was it. Like, are you joking? So um, <laughs> I think, yes, culturally, there are trends, but I think that there are women who are not empathetic or who are narcissistic or whatever. And there are men are as men, men, too. And I think it's about giving everybody the skills um, to to have these sorts of conversations. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's just remembering we're all people, right? We, you know, mothers, fathers, colleagues, we all play different roles. And, and, and I think the blurring of the lines between you, one person at work and one person at home, thank heavens to the pandemics, opened that up for people to be a little bit more real about, about themselves. So, Charlotte, tell us a little bit about um, Women's, uh, Women's Month. You've been very involved with that this year. Um, I'm keen to um, just hear from you. Know, what are the trends that, that you are seeing or the changes in the last few years um, with regards to the topics that were discussed um, over this past month? Mm. Well, every year there's a typically a theme for International Women's Month. And last year it was Choose to Challenge. So that was really great because we did a lot of work on uh, communication styles and speaking up in the workplace, personal brand, how do you talk about And even looking at certain leaders and looking at how they use their personal brand to get ahead uh, and breaking that down and using that as a model for, for the women that were coming to my workshops and men were coming as well, which was great. And then this year, the, the theme was Break the Bias. And so I um, put a workshop together called Break the Bias with Powerful Communication, because I think there's a lot of talk about um, unconscious bias and it gets a, a bad rap because you see these very kind of um, sort of flimsy sessions where they, they all, all sort of share, well, this bias is called that, that bias is called this. Now mm. tick the box, do you understand which bias? It? And mm. that is not very effective in making any sort of change happen. So what we did this year with the clients I worked with was um, one of the areas I, I looked at was how to call out bias versus how to call in bias. Because let's say that you're working with um, a senior leader or a client 
who is saying things that are unacceptable or clearly biased, the approach that you might take with them is going to be very different than somebody who's a colleague. Mm-hmm. So it's about giving people strategies to deal with or you know to be able to have these conversations regardless of who the person is because uh, also some people are very some people are very conflict averse uh, mm-hmm. so for them a calling in strategy where you actually have a conversation based in curiosity based in asking questions um, and then you if, if you feel like there's change that needs to be made that can be suggested in the context of a, 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 a an open conversation versus oh you shouldn't say that don't say that again mm-hmm. that's unacceptable yeah. Which yeah. some people love, you know, some people love a good like Barney or like a, yeah, and other yeah. people hate it, right? Yeah. So people have to have strategies that work for their personality, the context they're in and so on. So that was one of the main, uh, probably one of the best received areas that I talked about in this this International Women's Month um, keynote addresses that I was giving. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And I think... Um, yeah, it's always such an interesting topic because I think, um, you know, for all of us, it's really, you know, sitting back. I, I look at a lot of uh, conflict that you have in teams where people don't get on or they misunderstand each other. And I've always said, you know, it takes a year, I think, really, for a team to work well together because it's going through the the good, the bad and the ugly, right? It's getting to know each other. It's getting to know your um you know, your blueprint, you know, how you react to things. We don't always react to things in the same way. So I think just the theme over the last few years, and and we're hearing that with a lot of our guests, is that pausing, standing back, listen before you speak. Um, And I'm, you know, looking forward to in our next session, um, getting you to share a few of the, the tips and the advice um, that you give to to teams and and leaders on how to to handle this and how to work through this exciting change that we're all going through. So Shola, thank you very much, and to our listeners, stay tuned uh, for episode two, where Shola's going to dive into more detail on how to embrace and how to get on top of being a strong leader in the in the space of this change. Whoa.